guys welcome back to another episode of make it make sense my name is joshua motoshaw and with me here is sevi tennyson great so today we're going to be talking about something very peculiar and interesting and the topic is myths about investing. Mm. So a lot of people have opinions and they have belief systems about how the investment market works, how investing should operate and, and so on and so forth. But here we're going to debunk some myths. And one of them is that investing is the same or equal to gambling. And I feel like that's the biggest misconceptions that people have, that they think that the stock market is some kind of casino or a get rich quick scheme. And it's farther from the truth because when you're thinking about gambling, you're thinking about random factors, random variables affecting your output. There is no calculation involved, any risk assessments involved, risk management, anything to do to mitigate your risk or your exposure to losses. There's nothing like that. However, with investing or investing in a particular stock, you have the opportunity to use historical data to realize, hey, is this company good for me? Am I going to get my desired results? And also systems in place to mitigate your risk, you know, like stop losses involved to mitigate any risk you might have. If you're not doing too well, you can cut out your losses and just like, hey, I only want to lose 20% in this trade, right? So if it's going down, you can cut out your investments. However, with gambling, you cannot do that. So what's your take on when people say investing is the same as gambling? So when I hear this, I feel part of it is just kind of the way investing has been marketed to people nowadays. Young people, yeah. Yes, you hear a lot of things on CABC, they'll say the gamification of investing, yeah. right? <laughs> so basically, the difference between gambling and investing, in my opinion, just like Sebi has just said, many times when people gamble, it's more of a 50-50 chance. There is no additional information we have. For mm-hmm. example, just like the, just like what you said, if we spin a die, right, the chance of you getting a one and a six is just about equal. Yeah. Right. But we invest in, we learn that there are certain things that make stocks go up. Mm-hmm. You don't wake up one morning and you see a stock up um 10 or 15%. It doesn't just happen. Yeah. Typically, it will have a catalyst. It will have some kind of news. Mm-hmm. And um, I can think of so many examples. The latest one is today. There's a company called Meredith Corporation. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're basically a publishing service. They publish like magazines and stuff like that. And there was a breaking news that they were in talks to get acquired by mm-hmm. Interactive Corporation. Some of you may have heard of Barry Diller, but he's a very great businessman. So what his company does, the ticker symbol was IAC, is that they acquire um, private companies that they believe have a future, they believe will generate value in the future, right? Mm-hmm. And they spin it off. For example, Match.com, Vimeo, mm-hmm. those are the two I can remember for now. They both came from the stable of Interactive Corporation. So when this news came out, people started thinking, man, you know, this guy has a track record of doing good business deals. Why does he want to acquire this company? And yeah. just by reason of it, the stock went up almost 25% today. And one of the things you mentioned that I like is the reason why some stocks do well is because there's some sort of value that they generate. However, gambling, there's no value being generated. Exactly. It's just chance. But with stocks, you're like, okay, what is the potential value it's generating? What can it generate in the future? A lot of forecasting is involved to why people are willing to put their money because you're not just putting your stake on something random. These are actual companies. And I feel like that's the misconception because people think these companies are arbitrary, right? But these are real companies. When you buy a share in Tesla, no matter how little, you are a part owner of that company. I totally agree with what you just said. 
Another reason why I, I say investing is not gambling is when you invest in a company, you're kind of investing, you're you're having a stake in the asset of that particular mm-hmm. company. That's why we see some of the most dramatic and volatile moves whenever a company announces their earnings. True. I think the second uh, misconception people have about investing is that you should always buy the dip. And this cannot be further away from the truth. You buy the dip on really strong companies because sometimes the dip could actually be an identifier of something wrong going on in the company. Why are people removing your money from this company? Sometimes people might just be taking profit. In the case of Tesla that we saw a while ago when people were removing a lot of money, when Bitcoin went down, that was just profit taking in most cases, not in most cases, but in the case of strong companies. However, when you see people say, always buy the dip, that's wrong because if the company is going bankrupt, don't buy the dip in there. Your money is just going to die. So don't always buy the dip is what I would say. Yes, in addition to what you're saying, it's always good to know the reason why the stock is dipping. You know, mm-hmm. for example, is the market just having a small pullback after a impulsive move higher, or yeah. is there something deeper? A good example would be the Asian stocks. Look yeah. at Alibaba. You know, close to its high. I think early this year or late last year. Three hundred is something. Yeah, like three hundred. It was in the. It was about over. It was over three hundred dollars, right? But when people start understanding what like the CCP was trying to do, people started thinking, ah, yeah. maybe I should take my money away now. I think. Um, after today's session, around Alibaba closed around 145, 150. Yeah. So that's almost a 50% haircut from that yeah. price. If you kept buying the dip, man, I don't know where you'll be right now or I how mean, you it will depends feel. on the outlook you have on the company. If you feel like this company or these Asian names are going to still perform well, then definitely it could be a good opportunity because, again, Alibaba did beat all of its earnings. It's just investors do not like political uncertainty. And when you're having frictions between the U.S. and China and you're having issues with the U.S. government and the whole Evergrande situation that happened with real estate. So your concern is this going to be a situation that happened in 2008, along with so many other pauses that have gone on with the Chinese government. So that's why it might be concerning. Maybe when all of that, you know, tapers away, goes away, then you can consider, OK, I think it's time to buy the dip because we're going to see a new rise. Exactly. But, but that's why you want to be patient because yeah. it was 300. It dipped to like 260, 250. Yeah. Imagine it buying at 250 or 240. Yeah. I mean, now it's 150. If you're patient, you could have gotten it at a cheaper price. Another myth is investing is too risky. And I would argue that not investing is risky. Ooh. <laughs> but ooh. but I, I think so. I definitely agree because especially seeing everything going on with COVID, you cannot rely on savings or just your salary. Your money needs to be growing either actually Actively or passively, and it's easier to grow passive money. So putting your money in, especially when you see things like inflation. So when you're not investing and inflation is coming, your money is going to be worth less than it was before. So you definitely want to put your money where it will be growing, be it in real estate investing or in stock market investing, crypto investing, as long as your money is working for you, as opposed to just being in your savings account. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Just like you said, with inflation climbing due to COVID, as this kind of destroyed the supply chain system. And as the supply chain system kind of picks up the pieces, we're going to have inflation because transporting stuff like oil, you know, mm-hmm. if you listen to Costco's earnings code, they had their earnings yesterday, you know, they said that they will try their best not to pass the cost down to consumers, but, but they have definitely seen an increase in some of their mm-hmm. raw materials. Yeah. Definitely. And I feel like if you are concerned that, oh my gosh, if you invest, it's risky and you're going to lose money, 
Well, you're still losing money either way, yeah, right? Because the Put cost it, of stuff is going up. Exactly, every day. putting your money in a savings account, you're still losing money. So you, you pick your poison, I guess. But yeah. if you're invested in really, even if you're putting your money in an ETF, even if it's yeah. the S uh, S and P five hundred, that is around ten to twelve percent return every year. That's still more than what banks give you for interest rate and savings, and that's also more than the inflation rate. So your money is growing. So there are definitely positions for risk-averse people who are concerned about losing their money because not all investments are as risky as others, you know? Not all companies are built equally. So if you're one who is afraid of risk, there are definitely companies for you. But don't set out on potentially building wealth for yourself because you believe, oh my God, it's too risky. But moving on to another misconception that people have in the stock market is that, or about investing in general, is that you have to have a lot of money to invest. And that is further from the truth. Because when you have apps like Robinhood and Weibo and SoFi and other investing apps that allow it to be accessible for up-and-coming investors to learn investing, you can invest with as little as $50, $10 even, and you can buy a stock and own a share and learn from there. So you don't need thousands and thousands of dollars. Obviously, more money makes more money. So you can't invest $10 and be like, oh my gosh, how come I'm not a millionaire right now, right? It doesn't happen except maybe some stroke of luck. You buy an option and it just accelerates into something bigger. But that happens like the same way lightning will strike you three times. That's how often that happens. But for the most part, if you want more out of your investment, you have to put more in. But don't be deceived that you need a lot of money to invest. Yes, most definitely. And I think another thing people need to know is that investing is a journey. You're not going to make yeah. 100% on the first day. Even though you start with something small, you know, just make sure you deposit some more money in your brokerage from time to time. Keep adding those shares. Before you know it, you'll be surprised at what you can accomplish. Yeah, don't let, you know, YouTube investors and TikTok investors deceive you and tell you that you're doing something wrong because your money is not growing 100% return every year. That's not very true. In fact, if you're having 20 to 30%, you're already beating the market. So that's pretty good if you're doing that. But definitely start somewhere. Start, starting is better than not starting at all. Because like Joshua said, it's a journey. And the last tip that or the last myth that I have heard a lot from people saying is that the only way you can make money in the stock market is if you're timing the market. And I would argue that's the recipe to lose a lot of money in the market because you can't time the market. A lot of factors affect the market that wasn't here before, like COVID wasn't here. A lot of steamies given out to people wasn't here. Then you have interest rates being down and for this long wasn't here. Just so many factors affecting the market. So if you're trying to, it's good to have an idea of how the market operates given a certain time. You know, like when we're saying September is not really good, January is really hot. So things like that gives you an idea, but it's not like timing where you're like, oh, at this time, at this place, it's time to go and I'll make a lot of money. That's false. That would not happen. It could, but it's not a guarantee and you just can't make money like that. Yeah, this point actually reminds me of a quote I saw. I can't remember who said it, but what he said was that, more money has been lost, you know, trying to predict when the next correction is than the actual correction, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel so. I remember when I was in college, me and my friends, we kind of saw this data bank that was ran and they saw that the buy and hold strategy actually generates the most return than mm-hmm. trying to time the market, get in now, get out now. Yeah. The best way is find great companies and invest in them until something significant changes, if yeah. something significant changes. 
Definitely. I totally agree. I am a buy and hold type of girl. I'm not trying to get out of the market anytime soon. And I definitely put my money in pretty strong companies that I feel like will potentially be the next Amazon anytime soon. So yeah, those are some of the myths that we have experienced or seen people talk about. So if you have any myths for us, let us know. And thank you all for listening. Have a good one, guys.